Hello all, welcome to the Hope Without Sight podcast with your hosts, Sailor Cooper and Tyler Evans. The topic of this podcast will consist of many stories of people from various backgrounds and experiences who have had many challenges and have been able to successfully overcome them and rise to the top. So sit back and relax as we give you the best of these diverse stories. Because if you are feeling down and out, like you cannot make it in the world, then this podcast is the right one for you. Because if my guests can make it, so can you. Happy listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Hope Without Sight with your host, Sailor Cooper. And this is your co-host, Tyler Evans. It's the first episode of 2024. How about that? The episode title is Embrace Embracing Life Post Stroke Jan Burrell's Journey of Creativity and Resilience. And on this episode, we sit down with Jan Burrell. We welcome her, who is a hemorrhagic stroke survivor, motivational speaker, and children's author. Jan shares her journey of overcoming the challenges of a stroke and traumatic brain injury, her creative pursuits, and how she turned adversity into an opportunity to inspire others. So please welcome Jan Burrell. How are you doing, Jan? Hi, Sailor. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm doing great. Oh, you bet. It's good to have you on here. I, I guess we met at Speaker's Playhouse, right? You betcha. Yes. So, um... Tell me about your life, like especially the turning point whenever you had a stroke. What? Okay. It actually starts out with my childhood abuse, which turned into a loss of all my dreams. But my dream was to help other people reach their dreams. So I did that all through my life. I ended up with a divorce. No problem. He's happy. I'm happy. Then oh, I yeah. Met- <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Then I met this man who I had a 15-year relationship with who wanted to be a farmer. So I put everything I was into farming. I had three heart attacks. You know, God was knocking on my door saying, hey, you're doing too much. Come on, calm down. But I didn't listen. I was back teaching in school a week after I got back from my heart attacks. And then it was a beautiful day outside. This is five years after my heart attacks. And I went over into our storage, which had all the refrigerators in it, to get fruit so I could make more um, coffee cakes and make jam for the farm because we went to farmer's markets five days a week. So I was into the setting up, the selling, the the breaking down, bringing it home, getting it all arranged. I would spend the next couple hours baking. And then I would would bake till about one o'clock in the morning. Then I go to bed, get up at four o'clock in the morning, go out and do my weeding and my harvesting. And oh my God, it was crazy. I loved it. I was having so much fun, but God said enough. So I walked into the storage to get that fruit and I fell to the floor. I knew right away I was having a stroke because half of me didn't work. So I called 911. No, actually, I called my son first because he was just a little ways away getting stuff for the farm. 
Um, then I called my partner who is driving down to Syracuse to pick up more. And I called 911. And by the time I call, called 911, I couldn't speak anymore. And then I lost all consciousness. And do you know what? The craziest thing, they took me on a helicopter to get me over to Burlington because I'm in New York in an area where there isn't anything. And I love, I've always wanted to be, be on a helicopter and I don't even remember it. How's that? You know? Well, you don't even remember it. Wow. Because of course, no. you're conscious. It must have been cool though, because they went fast. They did. Yeah. Yeah. And so and you went to Burlington, Vermont for what? Yes, I did for the stroke. They didn't know exactly what kind of stroke or what was going on. Um, but they didn't hold out much hope because it was 45 minutes from the event. And when they noticed it was a hemorrhagic and it was right in the center of my brain and it covered a large area. So they, they just didn't hold out much hope. I came back to life three days later where I can remember it. They said before that I was squeezing people's hands with my right left hand. And I was blinking my eyes to answer because I couldn't speak. But three days later, I came back. My daughter had flown in from Colorado where she was teaching. And I still couldn't speak, but it was so nice to have her there. Oh, Five days goodness. later, they moved me to um, uh, recovering. There was a special, I have aphasia, which affects my use of words sometimes. And I'm kind of excited to be here with you today, sailor. So anyway, rehab, they moved me to rehab where I spent the next six weeks and I still couldn't really speak very well. Um, you speak when they well now. Me <laughs> Thank you. I'm oh, coming yeah. to that part. Um, they would show me pictures and I would see a tree. I'd think a tree. I'd say banana. Um, I, I couldn't, I, um, I couldn't figure out how to get things to work right in my brain. They were all upside down. So when I left, I actually could walk slightly with a hemi walker, which is half of a normal walker, but only about 30, 40 feet. Still couldn't speak well. I found out I couldn't read. I couldn't write. And it was very traumatic. But like I said before, God was speaking to me. And he likes to give me challenges. So this was the biggest challenge of all. And I took it up. I don't ever sit still. I always move around a lot. So I had in-home therapy and speech. And after three months, they sent me to the um, rehabilitation center so I could get two times a week help for learning how to move and do things. And they tried to work with my arm, which still doesn't work well, but it works a little bit. I'm not giving up on it. And a year after all this, I went back to work. I could walk better. I had a quad cane, which is four pieces on the bottom. I still couldn't speak well and I still couldn't read. And those kids, God bless them. They had been talking to me on the phone. And either someone would read it for me or I'd look and try to figure out some of the words. Well, they would find me every day and they would write the teacher's directions on the board for me. And when it was class time, it was funny because they would read everything out loud and make sure I was following along. 
And then when I had a period free, they would come in and talk to me and talk to me. And unlike the doctors who said I wasn't getting anything back after a year, that was all I could expect. They didn't agree with that. They didn't listen. And they kept talking to me and I kept talking back and I would get home and be so exhausted. I couldn't say another word, but they would do it every day. They would come into other classes when I was teaching and help me out. I mean, these kids were, they were so amazing. They became my inspiration just like I became theirs. Wait, what class were you in? I taught everything. I was a substitute teacher full time. Oh, you were substitute teacher. You were substitute yeah. teacher even after the stroke. Yeah. And it was it was simply amazing what those kids felt. They a lot of them were the kids that were misunderstood that I had always worked with and I appreciated their attention when I was in class. They were actually pretty good for me. They were the ones that helped me the most. They would egg me on to walking around the school on my periods off. And if it weren't for them, I would not be here in front of you today, Sailor. Because, wow, the kids help you. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yes. Yes. So a uh, question. This is Tyler. Um, have you, like, what got you to start reading again? Or do you even read? Oh, yes, I do. And in fact, I went back to college, got my master's in creative writing and poetry. But what got me reading is I had a love for it all my life. And poetry, I love to read William Wordsworth and um, Robert Frost and all those guys, the older guys. And not being able to read was crushing to me. So the kids started with reading the books to me and I'd follow along, but it still wasn't good enough. So I started picking up my children's children's books and I started with picture books. This is a picture of what it is, and this is what it is in words. And I moved up and moved up until finally, five years later, I read Christopher Paolini's Brissinger. That's that's like a big book. But I got it done. It took me quite a few months. But then COVID hit, and I had nothing to do. My daughter talked me into going back to college, and I digged up the master's. And that's right. it has... Yeah, it has been a wonderful experience since then because I have done what only about 5% of hemorrhagic stroke survivors do. I have continued Woo! my journey. Yeah. Yes. And you graduated summa cum laude with a master's from Southern New Hampshire University, it says. Yes. Yes, I did. Oh, yeah. And you have, uh, you have a children's book title, Tippy's New Friend, and you're working on a Post-stroke memoir. How cool. Yeah. There is yeah. a new friend. It's about a dragon who's lonely and finds acceptance with Lana and her dog, Tippy. Tippy happens to be my dog. Yeah. And if you want to read more, you can go to www.thundercrestbooks.com. It's kind of neat. Okay. And that's you know, your website. Yes. I put it up. It's on the back of the book. So I showed. It's on the chat? Yep, it's on the chat, too. Oh, awesome. Right. Well, you know, your story is inspirational it's to me amazing. because me and my best friend here, Sailor, have a unique story. We were both born three months premature. We both, if I'm not mistaken, had a lung that, that collapsed. Excuse me. Mine did. Um, I was born blind with retinopathy of prematurity, just like him. 
Me too. We could almost be twins. We could almost be twins. And we both have a twin, except he has a twin sister. I have a twin brother. Now, wow. the, the catch of this is um, my brother, he was born blind like, just like me. But his eyes went from blindness to sighted. In other words, it reversed, just spontaneously reversed, because I guess wow. he had enough oxygen to the retina. And same with his sister, twin sister. Same thing happened to him, to her. So wow. we're not supposed to survive. We're supposed to die. We're supposed to be dead, but we're not. And so I believe prayer and just people caring for us and all that just helped us to be resilient in that, even as babies. Because um, just like your story, our story is pretty traumatic, pretty, uh, not traumatic, uh, dramatic as well, because we're not supposed to live. We're supposed to be dead because our lungs collapsed. At least mine did. One of them did. So. Yeah. And we were so small. That's why they collapsed. And we were in the NICU for like three months. Wow. Yeah. You are, here, you are here because God said, I need people to help other people and to share a message. That's right. And so what made you join Speaker's Playhouse? It says you're becoming a speaker on uh, traumatic brain injuries. Yes. Stroke is a traumatic brain injury. And with what I have gone through trying to get back, it mirrors a lot of people's other struggles with just traumatic brain injury. Because if you have that, it usually ends up with the blood clot or blood break. And so I'm trying to become eventually a coach to help people. But Speaker's Playhouse has helped me reach more by meeting wonderful podcasters like you, Sailor, and you, Matthew. Yeah, exactly. Say two stages per week, two stages per week. Like, how many Ooh. stages have you gotten on this week? Uh, actually, you're the second. Yeah, oh, so you really? made a goal, two stages. That is amazing. So we're almost number one for awesome. you. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. That is cool. Now, have you been... Are you collaborating with Kimberly Crow by any chance? No, because she requires money and she's worth it. Uh, Let me tell you, if I had it, I would. Oh, yeah. But unfortunately, well, guess what, I, oh, go ahead. Sailor's working with uh, the comedian Frank King. <gasps> wow. The mental yeah. Health, yeah. And I'm I'm submitting keynote speaking proposals. My keynote title is Living in the Bliss Lane, Overcoming Life's Challenges and Transformations. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And, um, well, I'm also going to be in the Incoming Influence Mastermind with Kimberly and Michelle. And we're also working on some other projects as well. Um, we tried to launch the Blissful Life community. We don't know if we're going to keep it or rebrand it. We'll see. But uh, we're, we're still working away, which is good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So keep us in your prayers. Yeah. Oh, sure will. You know, and transformation is a part of life. Exactly. You know, my mom has always told me there's only one guarantee in life, and that is change. It's always going to happen, and there's obviously another guarantee. You will die. Period. Well, yes. we None of us ever escape that. The only way to really escape it, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a Christian, and I believe you are too, is the rapture. That's what I believe. That's right. Yeah. Which I hope occurs soon because I'm ready to leave. I'm ready to go see Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but ultimately, I'm ready to finish whatever he has for me in this world. And that and part of that journey is with me and Sailor. So, exactly. 
I'm not okay. ready to leave yet because I've got a lot of people I can help out there, and I'm all almost sixty this year. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Well, the only reason why I say this because I want all the suffering to go and all this turmoil and polarization all to be gone. That's why. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I understand that, but I, I'm thinking with my journey. I believe that I am supposed to spiritually help people realize what they can do, what they can face and handle, and then go out in the world and help others. That's Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And I believe in that too. And so that's what, that's, that, those are your future goals and all of that? Yeah. That is my future goal to keep writing children's books and to get out there and help people. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's wonderful. What, yeah. you know, that, is, so that is what I do that, too. The fact that not many people, like you, survive hemorrhagic strokes, that's crazy. I mean, and then wow. go on to be an author. I mean, it's like it is amazing. It is. Yes, life is awesome. Yeah, it, it's truly resilient. Like your story really is resilient because you should be dead, but you're not. You're not only not dead, you're thriving like like it's nothing, like you've never had it, even though you have. Well, I, like I said, I can't really move my right arm yet, and I still walk with a cane, but I'm walking more and more without it. That's good. So that means each day that goes by, each week, month, year, you seem to be getting more and more, get, seem to be getting stronger and stronger in that area. Yes, exactly. That's good. That's really good. Jen, will you be at Speaker's Playhouse in just a little bit? Yes, I will. I wonder what the drop is going to be this week. And are you, do you think you'll do a drop one day? It's time. I always try to do, <laughs> I always try to do the drops. Oh, yeah. Well, will you I wish you could to drop one day is what I'm doing. Will you, have you ever done one before? Yes, I have. Oh, what was your drop? Honestly, I don't remember because I do everything I can get my hands on to learn about motivational speaking, to learn about bettering my life through meditation and manifestation. And Amen. Love that. Oh, yeah. Now, yeah. Uh, it'd be nice if I wish you could join us and Dallas for Speakers Playhouse Live. But yeah. yeah not that this would, year. I went last year and it was a lot of fun. And I'll be well, there again this year. I'm VIP. Ooh. Of course you, you are. Yeah. Absolutely. And then Frank King should be there probably. And I bet you Michelle and all them will be there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But I think, don't they have a virtual event for those who can't come? I think, no, they don't. It's just live. They don't. Oh, man. Yeah. That one's just live. Oh, okay. All right. So uh, do you have anything else, Jen, or should we go to a customary ending, Tyler? All I can say is what I tell people, make every day an exceptional day. Amen. Amen. And not only that, I believe every day is a blessing in every moment, every second, because you never know when your last day is coming. You never know when you're, when you, this is it, you know? So you got to make sure you take, don't take anything for granted. No, don't. Nope. Like nothing. Every because morning, you never know. I'm happy to wake. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. My mom was the same way when she was alive. She always said, thank God I am awake. Oh, yeah. She overcame a lot. Alcoholism and all that stuff. So question we always end with is, what do you say to those who feel they don't know where to turn life? Basically, they just don't know where to go. They don't really feel there's any hope, but they're wanting that, basically. Honestly, find a friend to talk to, find coach if you can afford it, or 
like with me, I tell people, come talk to me. I will help you. I have faith. Even if you don't, I have enough faith for both of us. Amen, Jan. Amen. Amen to that. And let me tell you, you could be a good asset for us if, you know, if you're interested in the future, perhaps. I'm always interested. Absolutely. Because we could definitely use your help because, uh, you know, we're kind of on a, uh, I got an email from, I think his name is Evans Putman. He's the entrepreneurial uh, podcast for him, whatever that's called. And he was saying, hey, you know, you feel like you're on a hamster, on a hamster, wheel. hamster wheel. So we'll, we'll check it out and see what we can do. Sounds wonderful, Matthew. Absolutely. And well, we, we appreciate you being here. Thanks for being on the podcast, Help Without Sight. I was so glad to help you meet your goal of two stages per week. And you can say that at Speaker's Playhouse today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and I can't wait to be there, too. It's going to be great. I'll be looking for you, Sailor. All right. Well, everybody, please give it up for Jambo on Help Without Sight. Please continue to live blissfully everyone everyone peace out we hope you enjoyed this episode of help without sight with sailor cooper and tyler evans and got a lot of takeaways from this podcast we hope you feel renewed inspired and encouraged like you can just carry on and conquer the world please hit the subscribe button on all platforms and tell your friends and family to do the same And in the meantime, blessings to all.